Welcome to the Burden and Blessing Podcast, a study and discussion forum on the truth of God's Word. Our summary verses of the books of the Bible introduce us to the theme of each book of the Old and New Testament scriptures so that we might have a deeper appreciation and understanding of God's Word of Truth. We pray that these brief studies will enable you to get more out of your daily reading and hearing of God's Holy Word. Welcome back to our Burden and Blessing podcast as we continue on with the 66 summary verses of the Bible. With me today, again, is Pastor Nathaniel Mayhew, and my name is Pastor Neil Radical. We have entered into the New Testament chronological events and books. Last time we looked through the book of James, and we talked about that a man is justified by works, not by faith only. If that's confusing to you, go back and listen to it. But today we're looking at the book of Galatians, also written about the same time in 49 AD, if you're going with the earlier period of writing. There's a couple different theories on that, but I tend to go with the earlier theory like Nathaniel. Nathaniel, what is our verse that we are summarizing Galatians with today? We are looking at Galatians 3, chapter 3, verse 28. I'm going to be reading from the New American Standard Bible. I think this is a nice verse for summarizing what this letter of Paul is all about. Paul says, there is neither Jew nor Greek, There is neither slave nor free man. There is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. This is an important verse, Neil, and like we've been talking about before, we don't want to take this verse out of its context. Paul isn't saying that there is no such thing as Jew or Greek, slave or free, male or female. What he's pointing out as he summarizes this, for you are all one in Christ Jesus, is that Jesus is the the ultimate equalizer. And a lot of times Christianity gets a black eye by people in the world saying that Christianity wants to make these differences between people, husband and wife, man and woman, etc. It's viewed as a patriarchal religion. And yet Christianity does just the opposite. It equalizes. It says it doesn't matter whether you're male or female. You are all one in Christ. In other words, male and female, husband and wife, they're equal in the eyes of God. And slave or free, it doesn't matter which one you are. Think about Philemon and Onesimus, which we'll get into later on in our study of the New Testament. Think about Jew or Greek. It doesn't matter whether you are Lydia or whether you are Barnabas. The Apostle Paul says, we are all one in Christ. And when we are one in Christ, when Christ has come, he's redeemed us from sin. We are brought to faith in that. We are equals. There is nothing that divides us. So Paul's letter to the Galatians has has been called the Magna Carta of Christian Liberty. So for those history buffs among us, if you're familiar with the Magna Carta and, and how important of a document that was in world history and Christian history, Here's the Apostle Paul already just, I mean, we're talking about just two decades after the time of Jesus, and we're talking about the benefits of what Christ has done and the freedom that he has given to those who have been brought to know him by faith. Christ has freed believers from the bondage of the law, from the bondage to sin. He has set them free from all of those things. And he has placed them in this position of liberty for the rest of their lives. We are free, no longer bound by these social conventions that we have in our world today, free. And and what he's going to bring out in this section, Neil, is that we have been set free 
to serve Christ and to serve our neighbor in this life. There's where we tie back to the book of James again, which we studied the last time, that this is what the gift of Christ's work of redemption is for us. We have been freed, but freed to serve one another and to serve the one who has set us free. A wonderful, wonderful message in the book of Galatians. He's going to deal with a lot of problems that were out and about. Uh, keep in mind that this was during that period of, of can the Jews or can the Gentiles be saved along with the Jews and what is what is a requirement for them? That's part of this history here. Paul says there is no distinction between Jew or Greek, between male or female, between slave or free. We are all one in Christ Jesus. I think that's so well said. I'm glad you focused so much on the doctrine that Paul was writing to the Christians in Galatia. And I, if you're focusing on those Christians in Galatia, you think of that region itself as modern day Turkey, and it's really middle ground between Rome and Jerusalem. And what I like about this idea and understanding where those early Christians are coming from is that you have the two hearts of the Gentiles and Jews. You have Jerusalem, you have the Jewish nation, Old Testament, you have that law of Moses, and you have the Gentile Roman Christians, you know, the world power at that time was Rome, and the Gentile non-Jews there. And so you have these two groups finding their middle ground in Galatia, and Galatia is really an important point to think about what Paul was writing to them, not just Galatians, but also the Ephesians. And really the whole point is that there's this pull between the two of them, not just, as this verse points out, nationally, not just politically, not just demographically, like you mentioned with male and female, but doctrinally. And that's why I like you came back to that point is that what does it mean to be one in Christ? Now, without sounding ecumenical, like in our modern day today, that all Christians get together, that's exactly the opposite of what Paul's saying. We're not going to just agree to disagree that we're saved by our circumcision or by the works of the law. We can't agree on that because Christ has come to set us free from that, just like you said so clearly. I think so Paul's message here in the area and region of Galatia is don't be torn by the Gentiles or the Jew, Jews alike. They're, they're different doctrines that are looking at the doctrine of justification by faith and faith alone in Christ is the whole point of what he's trying to write to, which is why, again, we are saying James and Galatia and Matthew, you really want to take those together because you're seeing how the clear doctrine is coming out. So one in Christ means, according to the Holy Christian Church, one in faith means according to the faith in the doctrines of Jesus Christ. And so that's what Paul is trying to clarify for the Galatian Christians who are confused by how one is saved. It's not by the works of the law. It's not by the circumcision of the flesh, but by faith in Jesus Christ. And as James points out to the Christians in Jerusalem, it's not without works that that faith is evidenced, but it's all pointing back to Jesus, our one and only Savior. So I, I really like the way that this struggle for the truth about that truth, as you mentioned, that would set us free in Jesus Christ alone. I'd like to close off the book of Galatians with a prayer from the faith and justification section of the hymnal. This is a prayer to God that reminds us of why Christ's coming is so important for us. So we pray. If your beloved son, O God, had not to earth descended, and in our mortal flesh and blood had not sin's power ended, then this poor wretched soul of mine in hell eternally would pine because of its transgression. I trust in him with all my heart. Now all my sorrow ceases. His words abiding peace impart, his blood from guilt releases. 
free grace through him I now obtain. He washes me from every stain and pure I stand before him. All righteousness by works is vain. The law brings condemnation. True righteousness by faith I gain. Christ's work is my salvation. His death, that perfect sacrifice, has paid the all-sufficient price. In him, my hope is anchored. Amen. We invite you to listen for new books each week on Burden and Blessing Podcast, where we believe and confess that every word of God is true. We pray that you will be assured that God's word is pure and is more precious than gold.